I made a sheep cake the other day and I let it rest and then all of a sudden during the night when I was sleeping the head fell off. Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast Lockdown Series. Every Monday we'll be connecting with Italian wine people. Join us to find out what they're doing and drinking today. This podcast is brought to you by Colangelo and Partners, the leading fine wine and spirits agency in the US. Visit Colangelo and Partners on www.colangelopr.com. Hello Tara, thanks for joining us today. Hi, Gerilyn. Thank you for having me. Yeah, your, your kitchen looks fantastic. I can't wait to hear what's going on there. Um, but I think by way of letting our listeners know a little bit about, um, let's say, the, the last year of your life, which has been really exciting, um, uh, uh, you just came back to the States to become CEO of Emson Companies. But I think it's safe to say that you literally grew up in the wine business while your family was building both export and import companies. I understand that your, that Emson exports to 32 different countries. And then of course there's your USA based business. So um, tell us a little bit about your role in the last year and, and you know, what your days were like. Well, yeah, I literally grew up in the wine business. So most of my memories are falling asleep on my mother's lap in restaurants when I was a child and playing little Polly Pockets. Uh, my parents took me everywhere. And um, I grew up with the producers. To this day, we still have most of our producers in our portfolio, which I, is, I, I think is a very lucky thing. And we're a relationship-based company. And um, about a year, year and a half ago, my parents decided to pass me the, the banner, which was a, 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 such an honor, considering you know all the times that have frustrated them and all the stupid things I've done growing up. So they trusted me that much, which is great. But uh, no, that, that aside, um, yeah, so I grew up in Italy and I decided about a year ago to change because I had, be, I had spent so much time there and literally ever since I was four and a half that I realized that I'd never spent a lot, a lot of time in America if it wasn't off and on of an airplane. So yeah, so here I am and in Virginia, which uh, our, our headquarters is here and um, I'm loving it. Excellent, excellent. Um, so now that you're not in the office anymore, how are you spending your time? How has your routine changed? Um, I've, I've learned to take care of things better, actually. It's, it's an odd thing to say. Um, you know, you're always busy on an airplane, going to the office, coming back, doing. And, you know, this time has really taught me to cherish the things that I have and actually take care of them. I painted my walls. I've been baking. <laughs> <laughs> I take care of my dogs and just enjoying enjoying the things that I've worked for and that my parents have worked for. That's fantastic. But you're I think you're being um, modest in saying you've been baking. It looks like you've got a sort of professional uh, lineup there. I don't I don't know if I ever told you this, but I, I taught uh, wine studies at the Culinary Institute of America. We call it the CIA, obviously here in the states. Um, and this is, um, yeah, it's different, the CIA. <laughs> yes, yes, there's no espionage involved. There's a lot of cooking, but no espionage. Um, and this is an entire course. I mean, there are spectacular, you know, creations like yours that take these students uh, almost, uh, you know, a half a year to make. So, so 
we're going to talk a little bit in detail about some of your creations, but um, tell me, how did you get interested in this and how did you, how did you learn the craft? So when I was about 22, 23, I walked into a bookstore in Milan called Fetrinelli and I was walking around and there was this little book and I opened it up and it had the most beautiful fondant cake creations I'd ever seen. And I had never, I, I, my mother was someone, she never drank a Coca-Cola, we never had sugar in the house. But at that moment I realized that, okay, I'm not really a sweet type of person, but I wanna make things that beautiful and I'm not gonna stop until I achieve my goal. What are some of the secrets uh, when it comes to baking? Well, the difference between cooking and baking is that baking, if you don't, if you don't have patience to do it, it's, you can never correct it. And you're either going to do it right or don't bother. And in the kitchen, however, you can add spices, you can add salt, you can flavor it. And baking, if you don't get things right, then just throw it in the garbage. And it's terrible to say that because everybody hates to waste. But right, I've been right. to a lot of cakes in my lifetime of, uh, you know, we were talking about, I made a sheep cake the other day and I let it rest. And then all of a sudden during the night when I was sleeping, the head fell off. So by the time I picked it up in the morning, it looked like an ugly pug. So I was like, I can't give this cake to anyone. What am I going to do? But you know, you don't stop there. You try again. Right. Okay. Well, that would be the difference. That would be the difference. So, um, so, so let's let's talk about some of these creations. What what do you have in front of you today? So to my left, which I had to make a few days ago, I do apologize. Not the freshest of cakes, but. It's my Little Vanilla International cake. So um, this is my 3D. Um, That's fantastic. That's like super great idea. Thank you. So that was, um, so it's basically just layers of cake, frosting on the inside, buttercream on the outside. And um, you have to cover it with fondant. And to make something like this, it usually takes about two, three days. So just preparation alone. and. I'm scared to touch it because something's gonna fall off and then we can talk about a cake disaster. And then over here, I have a Boston cream pie because it's my neighbor's son's birthday. So um, he asked me for a Boston cream pie, which I made for the first time yesterday. <laughs> so now my neighbor's gonna get two cakes. <laughs> you mentioned fondant earlier. What, tell us a little bit about that and why does it take three days to set up? Because fondant, fondant's a sugar base, and um, it takes time to dry. So the, the hardest part when you're actually dealing, when you're actually working with fondant is let it set and dry. So basically I have a piece of fondant here. You can tell it's very pliable. So I have put some sugar here. It's always good to have powdered sugar. So just FYI, right here we have, I just made cups of flour, sugar, chocolate, which are the base ingredients for anything that you want to do in milk and everything else. But in this particular case, going back to the fondant, you roll it out. Just always make sure you have a flat surface. If not, it's a battle you're never going to win. And then from there, you you create. You, um, it's, you just have to be careful not to touch it too much. And any sort of temperature is critical because it will melt. And that's how you get a pug sheep. <laughs> and uh, so let's let's like uh, sort of deconstruct that Vin Italy cake, which, by the way, was so, so touching because you all of us would be at Vin Italy right now this week. So um, 
I, I think it's it's very appropriate. And you've got a little bunny down there, so you're you know you're and the Italian flag and and the fact that it's a, a DOCG. I love that. Um, but but how do you apply that? Do you spread that with your hands, or do you do you have certain tools that you need to use because of the temperature? So you, you, it's always best to use tools. So here, I mean, obviously this is a small one. I do have bigger ones in my closet. So not in my closet, in my pantry. So, you know, you roll it out and then from there you can pretty much, this is for flattening anything, uh, paint brushes, because in this case, you also have to put edible coloring on your cake. So everything needs to be edible. So th thankfully, America is the country of cake decorating, so you can find anything and everything here. So I'm very, I'm very lucky. I know our kitchen, our kitchen stores are. You could get lost in there for about five hours. Um, so I, I saw on uh, Instagram some really interesting uh, cakes that you created. There was a sailboat, a snowman, um, this fabulous Easter bunny, and the, that Venetian. I guess it was a Venetian carnival cake. Maybe it was Mardi Gras that had the beautiful masks. So. Um, obviously we're looking at a wine bottle um, and that's been an inspiration, but how do you decide? What, what's your inspiration for the shapes and the outcome of your cakes? That's a very good question. It, it depends on who you're making them for, um, what you're, okay, so I don't eat my cakes <laughs> no, for, for two reasons. A, because I'm not a big sugar fan and B, because I, uh, I'm too critical of anything that I make. So we all are, I mean, come on. Um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you, if, you, if you have a special occasion or someone in mind, then it helps you, it helps you want to make it. So at that point you, you research, or I like to go on, I like, I like to look at Pinterest or what other people are doing, or thank God for Google. And uh, that's basically where you get your inspiration and then you try. What are some of the interesting wines that one might pair with um some of these creations of yours? So that's that's a very good question. So one of the categories that I think has been a little bit abandoned, and you're right, I mean, it's, it's mainly up to the restaurant business to try and promote, is the whole rest of dessert category of, of wines, which, um, as you know, Italy has, you know, Italy and France have an amazing selection of these wines. And, uh, you know, usually people will order another bottle of wine before they'll resort to dessert, dessert wines, and it's a shame. So what we have today is two different options, actually three different options for you, but today we're just going to show you two different bottles. So one of them, here we have a Moscato d'Asti from Marcarini, and this is something that I would propose. It's, it's got a good, it's a sparkling sweet base that goes very well with, uh, with just any sort of dessert, if you want to look at it that way. And then here we have a beautiful Hauner uh, Pasito di Malvasia. It's from Salina, here we're in the Aeolian Islands. So here, what you're gonna have is like a lot of um, apricot, honey on your, on your palate. So this can go very well with many different desserts. And the third wine, which um, is going to, you're gonna see, is the Barolo uh, Chinato, which goes very well with chocolate, by the way. So that's something that I would personally recommend. And um, the story actually is kind of cool. So it was created in the 800s in Piedmont, because from it's from um, how do you say it herbs, and uh, it was it's a herb uh, barolo base basically, and um, it it was made to cure, uh, cure ailments during the winter. So that shows you. <laughs> it's yeah, so it's me. So 
Yeah, it's uh, one of those, um, North, Northwestern Italy is full of, uh, you know, aromatized, uh, all kinds of aromatized beverages and uh, infused beverages. And so, um, yes, Kinato would definitely cure your ills and would definitely be a great match um, for cakes. So, um, but, but honestly, um, the fact that you taught yourself by just, you know, discovering it in a book and then pursuing it, I think, to your point when we first started is that if there is something you've been putting off, go for it, you know, try it now and don't, then you'll, you'll never have to look back and, and you will have had personal enrichment, but you've also tried, you know, something else um, in your life. So that's fantastic. If you're that type of person, then baking is for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tara, thanks so much for joining today. I think we're all a little more inspired um, to do something like this. And hopefully you and I will see each other on the wine roads out there very soon. Thank you so much, Geraldine. I appreciate it. Thank you. For okay. Have, have a great day. Ah, wait, I forgot. Salute. Oh, salute a te. <laughs> Beautiful. Ciao. See you next Monday for another virtual wine journey Italian wine podcast lockdown series.